0: It's morning, and that means it's time for Rotten Mornings, the best way to start your morning off rotten. Hi. Good morning, everyone. It's another episode of Rotten Mornings. I'm Scott. I'm Matt. And today we're going to talk about the same stuff we talk about in every one of these
1: podcasts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You doing okay this morning, man?
1: Get ready for a boring one this morning. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm super
0: tired. It was a very long weekend and you had the same thing, right?
1: Ah, for the most part, I just got punched in the balls this weekend, like earlier today, so I'm kind of like reeling from that one. It's a metaphor.
0: Oh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. I hope that hope everything turns out well with that.
1: Yeah, it'll be all right.
0: <clears throat> okay, so um, let's go over uh, what happened yesterday, uh, some of the stuff that people saw.
1: All right. Um, what, did we, what did we have all yesterday?
0: <laughs> the podcast yesterday with the Georgia Guidestones.
1: Ah, uh, yes, that was that was a very interesting. Uh, I think that was a uh, very funny at the beginning, also. Yeah,
0: we had a a, a deep dive into some strange territory. Uh, the um, we had the first or the second episode of uh, Rotten, Rotten Impos- House. Yep. Yeah. Uh, up the shadow Fox. Yeah. Uh, and uh, is there a third part of that, or is that the wrap up that
1: that series that's the of that up the Shadow Box? Yeah,
0: mm, cool, cool. Uh, I enjoyed that.
1: There are more pieces to the Shadow Box, but they fall under like the other parts of it. Sure, sure.
0: Well, I I, I had fun with that. I think that that's a, a fun series, um, and I, I think the music and the the stop motion the the uh, buster Keaton-esque kind of uh, way that that's done that that was really
1: yeah. neatly done. The music I put in there too that was the uh, me 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 yeah that I mean not it's not exactly what it was but I mean, was, it was pretty close pretty close.
0: Well I, I don't um I never listen to the music so I just say that <laughs> out loud yeah ni ni fair yeah. so I I enjoyed me making that sound while watching <laughs> also fair <laughs> uh and then we had episode 3 of Ru- episode 4 of Rotten four Ships.
1: yes episode 4 your oh, episode three. fun watching them cut into that that fun belly you got going on there <laughs> i, I like how on belly. your uh, your previously on how you did that too how you did the shots that you wanted to make sure everybody saw especially the butt grabbing
0: <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I did the whole uh, the whole first episode in five seconds I was purposely like I'm only going to do five seconds or I'm going to get called out for just doing the same <laughs> it's like uh, previously on yesterday's episode and then just play the whole episode well, we're out of time Matt so I, I like that part because uh, I was thinking hey and then just show the, the first episode all over again.
1: Yeah, exactly. And just let them watch the whole episode again. And then then you can play the intro and be like, stay tuned for the next episode for the part after the intro. <laughs> or you can, do, you can do previously on and draw all the scenes out for twice as long and then be like, on the next episode, we'll show you the last of what happened last episode.
0: <laughs> By the end of the of the month. It's just like uh the rotten streets intro. Is. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's kinda of funny that you bring that up because um I did speed through and then I was watching the Rotten House and uh you sped through that. So what I yeah. did was I take both of those episodes and I played them at normal speed. <laughs> right. And uh we put out eight hours of broadcast today. Just had water. Uh, <laughs>
1: genius man we are working too hard on this yes we are putting
0: way too much effort into this uh i think the payoff is not there that's that's actually the thing
1: man the amount of time i spent filming the thing that i'm gonna put in the next episode uh was ridiculous for what i got it's
0: it's ridiculous (laughs) i um I I was shocked. I I did. I filmed a a thing, and then uh, once I put all the footage together, I'm like, "Wow, I have so much footage!" And then when I edited it, I'm like, "All right, I need another four
1: minutes. (laughs) Where'd my footage go? (laughs) Who
0: took my footage?"
1: That's like <laughs> you going out trick or treat And you come back with a bag full of candy And you're like yeah and you open the candy And there's like a Butterfinger on top And a Reese's and then it's just a bag Full of that orange and black innocuous Caramel chew garbage
0: uh, Somebody brought that up In the uh, in the What's your favorite candy post Yeah I we saw had. that And I wish they hadn't because I didn't want to remember it
1: Oh, Those horrible caramels <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so the other part of the rotten
1: strips, um, Oh, I loved was, the, uh, I really loved the ice sharks, uh, reminiscent thing a lot also, especially when the little fish swam by at the end.
0: Yeah. That's your, that's your, hello.
1: Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, that was hilarious.
0: And it's so stupid, man. Uh, you're, we're trying to, you know, we got this five minute challenge going on. So, The other part with uh, Bama Hinge is like, hey, here's Bama Hinge. Uh, They don't have tacos one star. (laughs)
1: Right, exactly.
0: But I didn't because I had to cut the end of that segment off. Because you didn't have enough time. (laughs) The joke got cut out. So, you know, it's good.
1: Oh, I, I think it still had the joke because you did say absolutely no tacos. <laughs> one star.
0: But they get a star in there. That's so crazy. Uh, what do we got coming up today, Matt?
1: Well, uh, today, of course, you're listening to us now. And later on today, we should. Huh. This is one of those ones that I've got scheduled that I really hope happens. I've got a lot of it. I'm hoping to everything. That the first episode okay. of Dolls versus Teddy Bears comes out today.
0: Wow. People have been waiting for that. In fact, no one's tuned into anything else just waiting for that.
1: Wow. Way to make it like way more uh, of a pain in the butt. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah. Uh, and, and then after that, we'll have uh, my episode of uh, Rotten Strips. <laughs> And I've gotten some of that film, too. So, you know what? It should be a hoot, to say the least.
0: You know, I'm I'm looking forward to today because we do get to see the the first episode of the new uh, Dolls vs. Teddy Bears. And then I'm looking forward to your episode of Rotten Strips, which is blooper reels from the first episode of Dolls vs. Teddy Bears. Right. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> We multitask. We have it's, to do that.
1: It's literally going to be like previously on Dolls versus Teddy Bears. <laughs>
0: for, for, for earlier today on Dolls versus Teddy.
1: Yeah, so don't pay attention if I sort of pad my numbers with a couple of shots from before. That doesn't mean anything.
0: It's just a. that's just a thing. No, anyway, yeah, it's, even it's meant
1: to it. remind you where the Teddy Bear story was at in the first. okay well that sounds
0: uh that sounds like a thing that will be a thing it should be yeah cool man well um gosh man it's monday morning uh i've got my coffee um this is rotten mornings stay tuned after the break and we'll come back with our
1: our uh English. We're going to come back with our our perfectly spoken English.
0: Oh my god. Uh, Cannot make Make that that promise. Have a ride. Have a ride. Though creatures of myth and legend, vampires came into modern culture through Bram Stoker's Dracula. An icon of Halloween, of film, stories, and books, vampires have become one of the most enduring supernatural creatures. Join us tonight as we discuss vampires. blah, blah. blah
1: we did promise english that's my vampire ah blood 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 i wanna blood blah, blah blah with your blood blood
0: uh, interesting that you you bring that up in my research for this podcast <laughs> prior to the vampires that uh, stories written in the eighteenth. Uh, in the 1800s, vampires were like grotesque bodies. They were bloated corpses, and and that's what a vampire was until the sexier vampires came out in, in stories up up to uh, Bram Stoker's, who kind of gave us that iconic Dracula story.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And, so, that's, and oh, wait, know, that's probably where the blah, blah, blah comes from, because they were like, oh, blah, I'm a bloaty, bloody, blah, bloody, blah, blah. <laughs> I can't even say it
0: guys uh if you're tuning us for or if you're tuning us if you're tuning us <laughs> for this podcast uh if you're tuning in for this podcast, this is a topic that uh Matt and I both know tons about if we talk over each other a lot this you'll just have to forgive us we just get excited about it
1: a lot <laughs> yeah
0: um well, that's all I had to say.
1: <laughs> that's me too. I really didn't have anything else. I just wanted to apologize to everybody for us talking over each other. Yeah. And, and we've got that yeah. out of the way.
0: Yeah. So anyway, guys, uh that's a great Matt. No, we can't we can't go yet because uh even though we were talking was we talking about the bloated corpses. Do you want to talk about the hopping vampires?
1: Oh yes, man, those are some of my favorite. The uh Japanese vampires that like have their legs tied together and hop around everywhere with their arms out in front of them.
0: That's uh, it is. It's one of the craziest like vampire stories. There are still uh modern like bloodsucker stories. Uh in fact, the Chuba copra was was uh said to have like vampiric uh tendons, Yeah, definitely.
1: So. Like um, as if a chupacabra was a mix between a skinwalker and a vampire.
0: hmm So there the, the vampire actually has a lot of crossover into other uh creatures. Um <clears throat> Wendigo or the the drinking of someone's blood to gain their power. Oh yeah. Um thinking like ravenous like that was
1: can be in the realm of vampire stories. Indeed, indeed. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you take anything like that, any story of one person or one society that's, like, feeding off of another part of the society, I mean, it's basically just the story of the elite. That's a
0: very interesting take on it. Interesting take on it. So you think that vampires came... Or or can be analogous to a societal structure. Correct.
1: Yes, I do. I and in fact I think it's very deep seated in the psychosis, uh, and you'll see the popularity of these particular creatures based on how the economy is doing, how like society is getting along in general between the relevance of vampires and zombies.
0: That's that's a that's a good point. It's something that we haven't really discussed a lot, but all of the supernatural creatures, or the popular, I guess, I should say, uh, supernatural creatures, do come up at certain political times, and there are reasons for that. Uh, zombies are uh, one of the obvious ones.
1: Well, for me, I have always felt like if when the economy is doing good, right, when we're like all making a lot of money and every everything's like up on the uptake vampires get really popular because everybody sees themselves getting more and more money and they see themselves moving into this exclusive club where only a few people are members and they can do whatever they want and they live forever and then when the economy is bad everybody sees everything on the on the on the decline and they see that they're joining hordes of people to become stronger and so zombie movies become more popular because it, the weird thing is they're popular because we identify with the villain, not the hero. hmm
0: hmm I can see that. I can see that. Uh, vampires have been such a prolific part of media uh, for the last, you know, 100 years, and they're so iconic. Um, what would you say was, was probably the most iconic film version of uh, Vampire?
1: Oh my! The the most iconic film version of a vampire. I mean, like what draws into my head is immediately like Bela Lugosi and the you know his films from back in the day. Um, the oh my goodness, what is the one? Uh, I can't remember the best Bela Lugosi movie where he plays Dracula, and I almost want to say it's an Ed Wood movie. Oh,
0: that's that's entirely possible. Uh, Bela Lugosi. And Bella Lugosi Jr., unless I'm mistaken. And guys, if you listen to this podcast, we are mistaken
1: frequently. Frequently. Uh, I, think, mm-hmm.
0: uh, I think they both did Edward movies.
1: But uh, to me, like the quintessential vampire, it kind of depends on what mythos you're going for, same as uh, zombie movies. Because just as quickly mm-hmm. as you can say, 28 Days Later is a quote-unquote zombie movie about fast zombies and not a living day a zombie movie about slow zombies. So to say that either one of those movies could be comparable is kind of hard to say. Right. And that exists in That's vampire movies.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think so because I feel like there would be people today who would recognize... Uh, the Nosferatu from F.W. Murnau's uh film over the Universal uh, Studios' Bell Lugosi Dracula. I would agree with that.
1: I would agree with that.
0: Yeah, and that's I, 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 I wouldn't have said that. I wouldn't have said that like 20 years ago. I w- or you know, I just think that somehow Nosferatu has, has become uh. A little bit more iconic for that. Honestly,
1: I chart it back to stuff like when Spongebob used it as a reference, when mm-hmm. other people use that iconic scene of him coming up the stairs. It used to be mm-hmm. in a, um, maybe a Butterfinger or Reese's Pieces commercial for a while. It always ends up mm-hmm. in different Halloween commercials, that one scene where he's coming up the stairs and you see a shadow on the wall.
0: Yeah. That's a really, really well shot scene. I think that uh, prior uh, decades had uh, scenes from Bella Lugosi's Dracula selling those things. Correct. Yeah. And that's just kind of gone away. Yeah. Um, I would also say that that there are people who would see uh, Lestat as the quintessential, like, iconic vampire or um blade
1: uh, um, i would say that people see uh the uh oh goodness what's the young lady's name uh kate beckinsale
0: sure uh, the underworld films. yeah
1: i would say that there are people like and that might seem to us to be like uh yikes like i can't believe that that would be your icon but that makes sense because that was that was their big hit moment you know when they came into vampires where they found out what it was
0: Sure, and it wasn't long after that that we got the Twilight series, and uh, like that or don't like that, it did become a a part of the vampire media, you know, mythos.
1: You know, you always be those, you know, we'll be those cinema snobs and be like, if you think you know vampires and you're watching Twilight, you don't know anything. But you know, in the end, no matter how you feel about it, the evolution of a mythos is still the same mythos.
0: What, uh, man? What was this great character's name uh, from Bloodstone? From
1: subspecies? Uh, Rob, Rob Radu, or yeah,
0: it was like Radu, something right? like that. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So that, to me, was what. And, and like, ah, for some reason, the cover, not even the film, but the cover to Lair of the White Worms. Yeah, agreed. Like, yeah. Like that, those were when I was getting into horror, like those were the things <laughs> that were like, okay, yeah, that's that's vampire. That's that over-the-top
1: vampire. Well, movie, then you know? go to the fact that there was a, a pretty decent amount of time when vampires were under-romanticized and turned into comedians, Uh, with Dracula Dead and Loving It, with A Vampire in Brooklyn. You know, all these films, they were more extremely comedic, but still had that viciousness to them in a hilarious way.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's kind of the, the parody of that. They did have their, they had their plays what was the film and I'm I'm blanking tonight but it was the companion piece to John Landis's werewolf movie American Werewolf in London. Oh, it's um, Paris. He did the vampire. Oh, oh my- was it Paris? Yeah,
1: American Werewolf in Paris was the remake.
0: Okay. So London was the original. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah. So there was a the companion piece to that was the the vampire living in New York.
1: Yeah, vampire and uh, uh what was the name of that movie? Was it Eternal a Darkness? Innocent Blood? Innocent yeah. Blood, that's it, yeah. Yeah Where Innocent she was all like chic um, and she was kind of a prostitute sort of.
0: Yeah, which was a very um Poppy Zebrite kind of version of a vampire. Yeah. Uh uh the Neat thing about that film is cameo from Sam Raimi was in there. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he was the butcher. Um, so yeah, we've got. There's a lot of really cool iconic uh, vampires uh, throughout things, and and you and I had discussed this not long ago how in the original, well, what was the original legend? You know, what was the original myth? But uh, legends and myths that I have I have delved into. Vampires were capable of doing all this other stuff that they can't do anymore. Mm-hmm. So they were able to turn into mist. They were able to turn into wolves. A lot of people were like, oh, that's a werewolf thing. Oh, it was a vampire. It was attributed to vampires. You know? yep. um, they uh, People would kill vampires by putting seeds on their house. And the uh-huh. vampires would count the seeds until the sun came up. Uh, people would go try to find the vampire's grave to find the little tiny hole that the mist of the vampire would come out. They'd try to cork it. (laughs) Um, And also tie knots thing. That was a big thing. Like uh, if you tied a bunch of knots, a vampire had to untie them and like where these like strange things came from. uh, It's kind of anyone's guess.
1: See, to me, I've always seen it as like, if you go with the idea of the vampire being the, you know, better than you type of person, then it's almost just like an obsession. They make it a little bit more human by having an obsessive compulsive problem. Sure. It's almost like humanizing it because, you know, technically speaking, nobody knows what the vampire's weakness is, right? Because we don't really (laughs) have an accord of anybody escaping a vampire.
0: Not currently.
1: Right. So if they don't have a, an idea what it is it's more about humanizing it with something that seems trivial it's like um saying that i could kill a superhero because they had an allergy, uh, like an allergy to nuts and i just happened to give him a payday or something
0: yeah wasn't superman around um, for like a really long time before kryptonite was brought out yes mm-hmm and they're like, hey, this guy's just invincible. This is boring. Let's at let, least give him a weakness. Yeah, because at a point,
1: your your character has to have some amount of weakness or it no longer has that ability to to move through a story, you know, that, that fight to win, that almost losing, you know, yeah. who's the good guy or the bad guy. Somebody has to have a weapon that hurts them. If not, then it's just pointless.
0: And that's a... Uh... That's so true. The series I'm thinking of, Matt, that kind of went into some of those legends and some of those stranger parts of the Dracula story or you know, vampires in general. Well, Dracula specifically. Dracula 2000 uh, ended that film saying that Dracula was Judas Iscariot and yeah. it, it explained why garlic affected him because that was used to anoint the body of Christ. Why crosses you know, affected him because Christ was crucified. You know, it was his guilt that turned him into this creature. And creatures aren't uncommon to Christian lore.
1: Yeah. And then if you really think about it that way, then basically you turn Judas Iscariot into the one single person that simply followed a rule and basically was able to create or help create a religion and was prosecuted for the rest of his life for it.
0: Yeah, a lot of people are back and forth on Judas Iscariot, and that's probably a conversation for another day. But he True. basically did what he was asked to do and got, you know, hated for it.
1: I think that's <clears> a part <hard throat> of what throat> faith and, um, and uh, yeah, I can't remember the word for it, but like it's, you know, you go through trials and sure. you take vampires are in that same situation. And most cryptos or most creatures. Are in that same vein, like there is that one thing that will get them because we as humans cannot imagine an unstoppable force. There always has to be something.
0: I think that as uh, vampires were kind of the story of vampires was coming about, and people were sharing them, uh, they people would, would bring up situations, and to combat those situations, they came up with ridiculous stuff. Vampires can't move over running water. They're like, oh, how'd you get away from the vampire? Oh, I, I jumped across a
1: creek. Well, yeah, not even a there? creek. It could just be like, you could just pee <laughs> uphill, and he wouldn't yeah. be able to cross your pee stream.
0: Yeah, you're like, I hope I drink enough water right. <laughs> until the sun comes up. Like, I'm going to pee for the next... Okay, well, it's 9 o'clock at night, so... And,
1: and that leads into the whole unhealthy uh, America. I mean, hey, man, get those extra, ch- you know, 84-ounce chug-o-matic drinks because you might be chased by a vampire one day.
0: That's right, and you have to pee a, a running stream of water that he can't cross to kill
1: you. Yes, only way.
0: Uh, vampires have to be, uh, have to have their home soil. Uh, this was a long running thing that, that they had to go back to their home soil and they couldn't uh stray far from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, this is a tethering tethering the vampire to this area. Um, the, the them sleeping in coffins, I don't even know if that was like just kind of cool imagery, and so that kind of stuck around for a long time,
1: right? I, I wonder know. how, like, because I think. There wasn't a a time when these scary creature vampires were up in the attic, you know, or I always thought they were like, they would infest the upper portion of a house like a bat. Okay. And then how do we go from being up in the air as a bat and mist and a dog to being in a coffin? Like, those things have nothing to do with a coffin. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So I wonder yeah. how the coffin iconotry even came to play.
0: I don't know because if you put a bat in a coffin and it's then, uh, oh
1: well, and leave it there all
0: day, you've got a dead bat. That's all. Yeah, you're exactly. It's not That's good. Not a vampire. That's you got
1: PETA, You know, calling yeah. you <laughs> like,
0: hey, wait a minute, That's not right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're like I mean, they open it so, in the morning time and they're like oh the bat's dead you killed this bat and it's like no bro you opened it the sunlight hit it you killed a vampire there's a difference that's
0: a difference oh man uh, what was that great film where the vampire was hidden uh, chained up under water in the basement of a church
1: oh what was that oh was it it's not the eternal is it
0: I don't think so I know what you're anyway, talking about, but I
1: can't remember. But that was that was that was an interesting idea too.
0: That was such a a, a neat uh, film, and I think Fangoria actually put that one out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the I remember the girl in the coffin, and she like I mean in the bathtub. The bathtub was her coffin, and she coughs up her lungs, and then put like coughs up a cocoon to be in. And you're like, what is even happening? Yeah, like, we're just making imagery. For imagery's sake, and you know what, I'm here for it. I'm here for it, it. was awesome.
1: Yeah, like what if the casket was just a metaphor, and it's actually a, a like a uh, chrysis or a cocoon of sorts?
0: Yeah, no, well, that's the whole thing, right? So yeah. you just gotta. If you don't have a coffin, you have to start coffin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh jeez, I am so inconvenienced by not having a coffin. You know what? I think I'll just turn myself <laughs> inside out and hide on the inside.
0: I've never been so bad at anything in my life. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's that's really funny. Uh, oh, so I did want to hit this. Like we were talking about the the Dracula two thousand film being, um, talking about him being just Iscariot. The sequel to that film, also not a a great film, Uh, Dracula 2002 or Dracula (laughs) Unlimited or Unleashed. Yes. Uh, Not a great film, but it was the only vampire film I've ever seen where they tied him up using tons of knots. And then they threw seeds at him uh, so that he had to count the seeds. And while this has always been this really cool story in the film, they throw seeds at him and he goes, oh, it's like a million seven hundred
1: fourteen. I saw and another he just, I saw another film and I don't remember what it was, but they did the knots thing. They were like, uh-huh. oh, well, I heard this knot thing work and they tie the knots and they're running away from them. They throw it back. He grabs it and like <laughs> he unties them all in like a quarter of a second and he's like, all right, like you suck at tying knots. <laughs> 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 like how did it's you like, think like you tied two knot. you like you basically tied your shoes you could untie them fast enough to catch up to me come on <laughs> uh,
0: i've ever seen uh this film uh that doesn't exist vampires
1: versus boy scouts It's just like oh,
0: these are really good <laughs> yeah right it's <laughs> like a double fisherman's corner knot
1: <laughs> or would it be like the vampire chases you're running away he gets right up on you you spin around <gasps> your shoes are tied <laughs> Right. So he leans down, unties him. Yeah, he unties him and then he kills you.
0: (laughs) And he like looks up midway. Are these double knotted? Yeah, Yeah. it's a really good knot. It's a really good knot. Does that mean you're not gonna kill me? No, it does not. (laughs) Well, let
1: me let me just say this one thing. You said the thing about it being Judas Iscariot, you know, that there is even deeper mythos that vampires are what Cain was cursed with, that the curse of Cain to stay out of the light, to be uh, trodden underfoot, uh, that he had the mark uh, that they say is, you know, the thirst for blood and all the different things that he said Cain was cursed by in the Bible that they've kind of referenced it up. To how vampires are now
0: yeah yeah that's a that 's a big thing too, and uh, Cain being the the father to the mother of, of monsters and yeah. there being a lineage of that mm-hmm. um, but vampires exist in in so many different other religions and other places, other countries uh, throughout throughout time, uh, just this kind of blood sucking uh, night dweller. Yeah. Um, So it's kind of, it's, it's good, man. I think, I think that's what, that's a a recurring story. I think that's always going to be around.
1: I agree. And you know, we haven't even touched on the fact that a vampire that feeds off of blood is just one type of the vampire feeding. Right. That there are vampires that feed off emotion that are like succubus. There are vampires that feed off of energy you know, these all these characters, they're still vampires because they're just feeding off of a human um, element to keep themselves nourished.
0: So is that is that the vampires are just leeches?
1: I mean, sorta, I suppose. Like what's the difference between a vampire and a succubus? Uh boots. <laughs> You're saying there's no male succubuses? So sexist of you. <laughs>
0: No, no, no. I was just picturing Nosferatu with a great rack.
1: Nosferatu boobs. You know what I mean. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> Please, can we can we shoot that too? Nosferatu boobs. <laughs> Nosferatu boobs. Children of the night. My eyes are up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's ridiculous. Uh, Well, guys, I hope that you've uh, enjoyed our very scientific and uh, factually accurate discussion on vampires.
1: I would say the one thing that you can say about this particular discussion that is in any way factual is that it was very long.
0: It was very long (laughs) and not very factual. (laughs) Guys, uh, that's what we've got for you today. Uh, Stick around for the rest of the shows later today and have a rotten morning. Have a rotten morning, guys,
1: and wish me luck.